Welcome to the Right Division Network Podcast, a production of Grace Family Bible Church in Buffalo, New York. I'm your host, Pastor Scott Morton. And we'd like to thank you once again for joining us as we study God's Word, Rightly Divided. We're going to be continuing our studies here today in the book of 1 Thessalonians, and we are here in chapter number 4, and we've been looking at verse number 16, which says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And so we've been looking over the last few weeks at some of these issues related to the idea of the angelic realm and how it is that the scriptures actually talk about angels both from Israel's programs and kind of the time past and the ages to come and with where we are today in the dispensation of the grace of God. And we are starting here with the issue of what's going on today and looking at how it's radically different from the things that we've been looking at over the last few weeks speaking about Israel's program. And we left off talking about how when you actually look at you know even just the difference between you know the what's called the New Testament outside of Paul's epistles and how the word angel or angels is used approximately 160 times. And then in Paul's 13 epistles, those words are used 12 times. And you see how even the context of how these passages are used show that there's something different actually going on in the books of Romans through Philemon. And we'll look for example here. We're not going to look at all 12 of these times that the these words are used in Paul's epistles. We're just going to look at a couple of them just to kind of get the idea of how angels are related to the things of this time frame. We look for example, let's go over to Galatians chapter number 4. And we're going to read here in Galatians chapter 4, verse 14, where it says, In my temptation which was in my flesh, ye despise not, nor rejected, but received me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus. So here we have the Apostle Paul speaking about when he had been in the region of Galatia and how it was that these individuals received him and that they received him as if he was an angel, as if he was a messenger of God bringing God's word to them. You know, they weren't really looking at him specifically as if he was an actual angel, or an angelic being. They were seeing him in that role of being the apostle and saying that this was him being a messenger 
bringing that information to them. And when we see how it is that the angels are actually functioning, Paul actually gives us an idea of this. If we go over to Ephesians chapter number 3, that we see that Paul makes a reference to the angelic realm when he says here, we'll pick up in verse number 8 of Ephesians 3. It says, Unto me who am lost in the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is the fellowship and the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers and heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So Paul starts talking here about the issue of that there's what he's calling the fellowship and the mystery which he identifies again as the unsearchable riches of Christ. And these are terms that he's using to describe the message that has been committed to him in this dispensation, all the information that he records for us in the books of Romans through Philemon fall into the category of being the unsearchable riches of Christ or the fellowship of the mystery. And when he calls it the unsearchable riches of Christ, he calls it that because you cannot go back into you know, what is commonly referred to as the Old Testament. You know, you can't go back into the book of Genesis and find the information that the Apostle Paul is giving to us today. You can't go back into the book of Proverbs. You can't go back into Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to find these things. You could only find them through what's been given to the Apostle Paul. And how it is that in verse 10, talking about that the principalities and powers in heavenly places, so that's describing the angelic realm and saying that they're learning the things of the manifold wisdom of God, the information for today. They learn this information by observing us, by seeing what it is that we are doing, how the word of God, rightly divided, is living out of us, the angelic realm is able to understand that wisdom. So they're functioning not as a messenger, but they're functioning as an observer, seeing the things of what God's wisdom is bringing out at this time. Because they're learning about the issues of how we are going to be in the heavenly places ruling and reigning with him. That we're going to be taking on those positions in the heavenly places. This information having never been revealed. And this is why you can see how Paul writes. If we go over to 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. And he describes something here talking about the wisdom 
that had been there starting in verse 6, where it says, Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So Paul's identifying the fact that if Satan and the angelic realm that had followed him in the rebellion against God, if they knew what was going to be accomplished by the cross, that instead of Satan trying to encourage the nation of Israel to kill their Messiah, he would have been doing everything he could to have prevented that event from happening. And he was not able to know the truth of what was going to happen because it was hidden in God, that mystery there, so that way individuals can only find this out now and can only understand what this is once they've put their trust in the gospel message, which we're here in 1 Corinthians. We turn over to chapter number 15, and we see that gospel message that's for today, where the Apostle Paul writes, starting here in verse 1 and going down through verse 4, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. This is the information which actually provides salvation and is the only message that can actually save an individual today. Once somebody puts their trust in it, they are a member of the body of Christ. They are sealed with that Holy Spirit, a promise to be kept in that position. And this is the information that the angelic realm is witnessing and seeing for the very first time. And they're being able to see things of where they see the long suffering of God. You know, back in time past when an individual did something that was contrary to what God wanted to have happen, there was an immediate chastisement that happened, a physical punishment that occurred. And now today, we see that if somebody does something that goes contrary, that's the whatsoever is not of faith is sin. When an individual does those things, instead of there being an immediate physical chastisement against them, they're building wood, hay, and stubble. They're impacting their reward that they should have. And all this is coming down to the difference between 
Israel's physical program and those physical blessings that were promised and looking for the kingdom versus the heavenly hope which we have today and how God tells us over in the book of Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 when he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. That we are given not physical blessings, but we're given spiritual blessings in heavenly places and that identity that we have being in Christ. And this is such a glorious thing for us to fully realize what has been promised to us today related to those things. And we see how Paul can describe the information that was given to himself. We go over to Colossians chapter number 1. And he's going to continue talking about the idea of the information given to him as being a mystery to which had been kept secret. We're going to read here verses 25 through 27 where it says, Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that's part of the mystery that has been now revealed is the fact that it's Christ in you. When you look at the things of what was said in Israel's program, you know, a passage that you know we're in December, we're heading towards the Christmas holiday, a verse that will be read many times by individuals during this month is in Matthew chapter one and verse twenty-one identifying that one of the names given to the Lord Jesus Christ is Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And there's a difference between God with us and Christ in you. And that shows this difference and shows what it is that the angelic realm is just learning about. We've seen how... Paul's identified the fact that Satan and the angels that had followed him didn't know. He identified the fact that the other angelic beings didn't know and that they're just learning it now. And so we see how Paul is going to identify in his epistles how it is that the fallen angelic realm is going to be functioning here if we go over to second corinthians chapter number 11 we're going to see a discussion that paul starts to get into here about the angelic realm here and he starts here in verses 3 and 4 of second corinthians 11 when he starts talking says but i fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled eve through his subtlety so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity 
that is in Christ. For, for he that cometh preacheth another Jesus whom we have not preached, or ye, if ye receive another spirit which ye have not received, or another gospel which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. And he starts to bring up this issue of Eve and talking about the serpent beguiling Eve through subtly, through a trickery. And that trickery really just came about by asking a very simple question. Hath God said? Questioning what it is that God had actually instructed them to see if she had an actual understanding of what God's word truly said. And once he figured out that she did not have that understanding, then he was able to use that subtlety to twist the, the words around that she had used that were not God's word to then set up a doctrine that ran contrary to what God's word said. And that's what we see if we skip down here in this same chapter. We're going to pick up here in verse number 13. It says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. And we see how Paul, talking about Satan and talking about how it is that he's functioning, that the whole functioning of Satan comes about looking at the Word and having an appearance of righteousness. Now, you see how even just the idea of Satan has taken on an issue of you know being everything contrary to what God's word actually says and how man's viewpoint is of some creature in a you know kind of this red pajama suit with a tail and these horns and carrying a pitchfork and that Satan's whole goal is to get people to do evil works contrary to God's word. That's not what the Apostle Paul is actually telling us here. Paul is telling us that he's transformed into an angel of light, having this appearance of doing, of being good, and that his ministers are also transferred as ministers of righteousness. That they have an appearance of being these good individuals communicating things and communicating things that would be contrary to what God's word says for us today. 
trying to keep people away from the simplicity of the gospel, keeping people away from the truth of God's word rightly divided, keeping people away from all of the doctrine that we find laid out for us today in the books of Romans through Philemon. And we see the effectiveness of this by the fact that the majority of individuals who identify themselves as Christian, how they keep themselves really away from the doctrine that is laid out in Romans 2 Philemon and are trying to follow the information that's been given to the nation of Israel, you know, typically looking at the time past things of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, trying to apply it to themselves today, and wondering why it's a failure because they're not understanding truly what God is doing today. And this is one of the things that the principalities and powers in heavenly places are watching and seeing this and you know they see then the long suffering of God because he's not pouring out wrath upon individuals for doing this and we know that God's not going to pour out wrath upon us because we've covered in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 10 about the issue that, and I'm just going to read that verse real quick here when he says, And to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus which delivered us from the wrath to come. That we're delivered from that wrath. He identifies in other passages about how we're not appointed to wrath. We see, let's go over here in the second Timothy chapter number 2. And we're going to see another passage that's going to bring up Satan and what it is that he's doing today. And we're going to look here in 2 Timothy chapter 2. And we're going to read verses 24 through 26. And it says, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. So we see how Paul identifying here in verse 26 that individuals are caught in the snare of the devil that they're taken captive, and it says, at his will. So it's the will of the devil being carried out of where individuals are being caught in that snare. And it's the responsibility that we have today as the members of the body of Christ, functioning, as Paul says in verse 24, the servant of the Lord. And you see how he describes the way that we're to be functioning. That we must not strive. We're to be gentle unto all men. We're to be apt or able to teach. We're to be patient. In meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. And when he says in meekness, the idea is that it, we're not putting the emphasis on us. We're putting the emphasis on what it is that God's word says today. Because it's God's word 
that is going to be the final authority. It's God's word that's going to have an impact on individuals and change their lives. And that's what's going to help an individual when it said, you know, for them to acknowledge the truth, for them to be able to recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. They're going to have to be the ones that are going to have to do what is necessary for that recovery to actually happen. We cannot cause somebody to have a recovery that they're not actually being a participant in and that they're doing the things themselves by understanding and applying the doctrine to themselves today. And this is when you see all these things. And we didn't even get into a passage like, for example, in Colossians chapter 2, where Paul starts talking about how, you know, that there's a this humility that individuals are putting themselves when they're worshiping angels instead of worshiping God. And how that this goes contrary to the word. And this is where so many of the things that individuals do by failing to understand the scriptures that they put themselves in situations and places where they're going contrary to everything that God intends for them today. Now, next week we'll actually look at some things related to the ages to come and how it is that the angelic realm functioned or will be functioning in the ages to come. We made a reference to those positions in the heavenly places in the coming weeks we'll be talking about those positions in the heavenly places and how we as the members of the body of Christ will be put into those positions as part of the hope that we have after the catching out of the saints now as we close here I'd like to remind everyone of our website which is www.gracefamilybiblechurch.org. And on our website, we have a number of study articles. We have some charts to help you in your study of God's Word. We have information on how to join our Sunday service and our Wednesday night Bible study live as they're being broadcast on Facebook. Or you could always at any other time go on to Facebook, either onto my Facebook page or onto Pastor Leroy Reed's Facebook page and watch previous messages at any point in time and as always if you have any questions or comments about anything in our broadcast anything you find on our website we would love to hear from each and every one of you and until next time keep fighting that good fight of faith preaching this message to this lost and dying world